This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Last time we were talking about what it means to leave a powerful leadership legacy. And here's what I want to talk about today. I want to remind you that legacy-minded leaders plan ahead. And what they plan ahead for is the future of the organization. So today we're going to talk about succession planning and building future sustainability. So when leaders are thinking ahead, you want to think about what is it that the organization is going to be doing in the future? So what are those job directions or job tasks or ways that you're going to contribute in the future? Secondly, then, what are the skills and the capacities and capabilities that are going to be needed in order to deliver on those kinds of results? And then thirdly, what kind of people do you need to bring into the organization who have those skills, who have those capabilities, and who will be able to actually contribute to that future agenda and what this company or what this organization is going to be about in the future? Now, here's what I find, and that's this. In order to really be successful You have to think about succession planning, not so much as an event, but more as an organic part of your culture and who you are. It means that you are creating a culture of development, developing people individually and also developing teams. And it's not just taking a name and placing that name next to a job, and you have this targeted list maybe of 10 people or 20 people or whatever it is for succession planning in your organization. However, you have everyone's name in mind somehow, and you're thinking about how can I maximize this person's growth, development, and contribution in the organization? And that's understanding that everyone is going to have a different level of ability. So let's say on a scale from one to 10, you may have some people on your team who can contribute at a level of a two, and you need that person to be a two. In other words, their job function may be, let's say, defined as a two. You want them to be an excellent two. So to be an excellent two, that person still needs growth experiences, they still need development, and you want them to have that even though they may not progress beyond that level of two. They're great doing twos, they like to work, and you need to work to be done. There are others in the organization who are going to rise to the level of a 10, let's say, and that person also needs growth experiences and challenges, different ones. However, They are progressing forward from two to three, maybe skipping over to five or whatever, and eventually ending up at that level 10. All of those people, though, 
are going to need three things. And these are the three things I want you to think about. Number one, they're going to need experiences at work and challenges at work that actually build their skill. So you want to ask, what are the job challenges, the job experiences that each person needs to keep them sharp and to build their skill in the workplace? Number two, they're going to need maybe some training, perhaps it could be training in-house, or you might send them away for training, maybe some assessment even, some assessment tools to see where they are on different variables as a leader. So there's training and assessment that people need, whether done in-house or outside, And then thirdly, they need some coaching and some mentoring in place. And some of that coaching and mentoring is going to come from their leaders in-house. And in some cases, sometimes you might have to go outside and bring in coaching and mentoring from outside sources as well. The bottom line is that if you are a legacy-minded leader and you're focusing on succession planning, then you are always growing leaders. And you have what I'm going to call an abundance mindset, more than a scarcity mindset. In other words, when you're growing and developing people, they're going to shine like diamonds. And they may become attractive to other parts of your organization or maybe even to other companies or other people out there. So they may have other opportunities People may be recruiting them, and the abundance-minded leader does not fear loss because you're being known for an organization that grows and develops people and wants them to have opportunity, whether in-house or outside of your organization. And that's what makes you, then, a best place to work, which makes it easier for you to always recruit the best talent, because you're known for growing people. So keep the abundance mindset in the forefront. Now, also, keep in mind that exciting employees are also excited by a growing workplace. Now, if you don't create or produce a growing workplace, the most exciting employees are going to bypass you and go to competitor organizations. And then you're going to be stuck with the dead weight, the dead weight who doesn't want to grow, maybe people who don't want that exciting workplace. And that's going to limit how far you can take your organization. So when I'm talking about growth here, I'm not necessarily speaking just about size. I'm talking about growing in knowledge, growing in experience and expertise so that you have a greater ability to better serve your customers. Okay, so what are the next steps for you then as a leader in your organization? And you have some direct reports, people who are part of your senior leadership team. And here's what I'm going to invite you to do. I'm going to invite you to bring that team together and have that conversation about who are we going to be in the future? What will we look like? 
What kind of work will we focus on? What are we going to do? What's the contribution we want to make to the world out there? And collectively, you guys talk about that. You identify that. And then collectively, you talk a little bit about what kind of skills, what kind of abilities are going to be necessary to achieve that, and what are we going to need in our people in order to make it happen. And then as that leader, I want you to say to your team that you're committed to making sure that each person around that table and their direct reports and the direct reports of those direct reports and cascading through the organization, that each person then has those three elements we mentioned, those experiences and job challenges, number one, the training and assessment that may be necessary, number two, and number three, the coaching and mentoring that's necessary to keep up with all of this. And then you, as the senior leader in your one-on-one sessions with your core group, make sure you talk about those three elements for each of your direct reports and you have a plan in place for what does that look like for them over this next year? And then you challenge them to do the same for their people who then challenge their people to do the next for theirs so that you are building the succession planning mindset within your total organization. And of course, along the way, if you need assistance with any of this, This is what we do every day, and we can certainly help you to identify the pieces and also provide some of the solutions that may be required. So feel free to be in touch. In the meantime, have a lot of fun in this design process and operating from an abundance mindset and building a great future. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.